Well, if it isn't the villain of 2023 in me, we finally meet. I object to that. <laughs> I'm so used to making podcasts with this guy that I actually neglected to introduce him. For the uninitiated, this is my forever podcast co-host, Justin. You've cursed me to this year of having a podcast named 2023 in me. And not only that, informed me that had I done it a year ago, it could have had the coolest name ever. I know sometimes people say like, oh, I found this podcast and it's like, it's legitimately speaking to me. Uh, I had the rare experience of listening to the first episode of this podcast <laughs> and it, it it very much was speaking directly to me. It was telling stories about me and, and casting me as a villain. Um, yeah, what do you have to say for yourself about giving this podcast this name? Well, I'm excited that I can also canonically now put on the record that you and I call the show to Tim Tam <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah. What do you call it for short? Like the numbers that it is? It's there's nothing. So it's to Tim Tam. Well, it's like Titty Tam. So as we originally said, it's titty time. Well, you we is a strong word. <laughs> we being me. <laughs> There's actually something else that I would like for you to speak on right now. Um, what time is it for you? It is 4.25 a.m. A.m. And I would like to put on the record, it's 9.25 p.m. for me. Why are you awake at 4.20, Blaze? <laughs> well, yeah. So I, if you hear that time, you're like, is he still awake or is he just awake? <laughs> is he just I woke up like two hours ago at 2 a.m. And I've, I've started an experiment the last few days. It's not really an experiment. I'm not trying to like prove anything to anyone. I just needed to flip my sleep schedule completely around. Needed. Well, yes, because in like 36 hours, I have this big job interview and it's kind of like a, a dream job for me. And it's in within this 36 hours, it's like probably one of the three most important days of my entire life, but nothing to do with the job interview. It's because the Eagles are playing in the Super Bowl like 12 hours before the interview. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I needed I needed to manufacture some way where I could be completely awake for the entirety of the Super Bowl and then awake, you know, like five, six hours later for the interview without having to take a big nap in the middle and then being all groggy for the interview. So I figured the only way to accomplish that was to start going to bed at 6 p.m. and waking <laughs> up at 2 a.m. The Super Bowl will end at, you know, approximately 6-ish a.m. for me, maybe 5.30-ish. And then I have my interviews starting around noon. So I figured I want to be awake straight through from 2 a.m., 1.30 a.m. kickoff time until at least like three when the interviews are over. Is this day three of this schedule? Yes. Take me on the journey of like the last three days. What's been like the high point, low point so far? The first day of the whole thing was like just waking up at my normal, whatever, 7 a.m. on Thursday. And that was fine, you know, just did a, a, a whole day of just living my normal life and then around midnight is when I would normally get to bed, but I knew I actually had to stay awake for another uh, 18 hours to make it to 6 p.m. Oh Friday God. before I could go to sleep. And I just kind of threw myself into being productive. I figured I'm not going to be so productive at the weekend that I'm going to lose a lot of time of just being tired and I'm going to lose time from like my Monday mostly being interviews. So I just did a bunch of like work stuff and like caught up with a bunch of things from overnight Thursday <laughs> until the sun came up on Friday. Wow. And it was fine. And so then how was yesterday? 
Uh, yesterday it was a little hard to wake up at 2 a.m. It's it's hard to leave the bed when it's still dark, but I mean, I, I've been in boot camp for that, right? Like Finland, it's still dark <laughs> pretty oh much God, all day. So, so once the sun is up, the the gun is up. Uh, yeah, no. Once once the sun's up, you know, I feel completely normal. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just getting through those dark hours, but that's just how living up here is anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's felt fine. I've brought you here, not even just to accuse you of destroying my <laughs> podcast for And then a year. casting me as a real weirdo. <laughs> I've brought you here today to do what we always do on my short form podcast projects. We're going to play a stupid little improv game that we've learned about from our favorite podcast, Threedom. Threedom is a podcast, um, <laughs> was it starring? I mean, like, yeah, it is, but I don't think you talk about podcasts that way. <laughs> Um, starring Scott Ackerman, Lauren Lapkus, and Paul F. Tompkins, and they just uh, shoot the shit for an hour, and then at the end they play a game that they call their threecher. The last couple of times that I've done this kind of thing, Justin and I have poached a threecher to play real quick. And uh, I have a game that we're going to play today, and it is called Switch It and Pitch It. So I will give Justin the name of an existing TV show. He will have to give me the opposite of that. Like if you were given home improvement, you would say workplace destruction or something like that. Just like the exact literal opposite of the words and then you have to pitch what the show is and you know the characters setting the the plot um what you know happens week to week if you're being real theatrical about the game then the other person would you know you deliberate on whether you're going to buy the show for your non-existent network and whatnot trying to think of a title with multiple words in it so i Mm -hmm. thought of little fires everywhere okay little fires everywhere so i'm gonna pitch to you big puddles nowhere (laughs) tell me more um, do you feel that a, at a puddle is a is a the opposite of fire? I was thinking of small fire, so I, I thought of small okay. water. So big puddle. Yeah, yeah, big puddle. Big puddles nowhere. Um, there's actually a there's a comma in this that is not present in the original title. Um, it's Big Puddles, comma, Nowhere. It's a show that kind of follows like a Hallmark-esque structure where it's, you know, um, a big city girl has to, for some reason, spend a bunch of time in this tiny little nowhere town. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds. I guess this isn't really how you pitch something. You usually have these things figured out ahead of time before you enter the No, I like room. that you got all the way to the <laughs> meeting with the executives and you're like, okay, I have two different ideas here. <laughs> which one do you like <laughs> each episode it's a kind of monster of the week structure in that this this town is just so wet and there every episode there's like a big puddle that's popped up in like somebody's backyard causing trouble like every week the conflict is caused by a big puddle the church is trying to have a bake sale to raise money for the the church rectory that burned down but the churchyard is is flooded with a big puddle where are we gonna have the bake sale is this like a, a supernatural phenomenon or is this like no no it's just like <laughs> the city waterworks have some issues yeah. you know and i do think that it's the kind of thing where it is a like it's a monster of the week kind of structure but there is an overarching cause to all of these things that keep happening on a serialized basis you know the rest of the cast of characters is this just kind of bumbling country folk that can't come up with a solution don't know what to do and the the girl with her her city smarts comes in and is like guys just 
sop it up or something. Suck it up. Suck it up. Big straws. Get them in here. We're going to suck this puddle up. But like the the overarching problem is just like bad pipes, right? Um, like yeah, it's, you know, it's that, rain. you know, it, 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 probably like that mystery solved at the end of season one. And then season two, we get into a little bit more like political intrigue because it's like, oh, the mayor has been actually like drilling holes in the pipes to keep these things mm. happening. Um, and, you know, the mayor seemed like he's above board up until then. And so there's a you know mystery of like why would the mayor want to do this why does why is he committed to having big puddles everywhere but you know i i the, the title the title comes from the way um you know the big city slicker girl kind of refers to it as you know big puddles nowhere like on her first phone call back home she's like this place is just big puddles nowhere usa the the mystery i'm more wondering about is mm-hmm. does the mayor drill these holes because he doesn't want the big city girl to leave mm. You know, I think <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> you'll have to watch and see. I don't want to spoil it. I'm greenlighting this. I think we're ready for a, a, a story about a big city girl in a small town. You don't see that one very often. You don't see that often enough, and especially not this wet. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> That's what, the what time line. of night is this show going to air? <laughs> After Watershed. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Green light. How about Malcolm in the Middle? It's the opposite of Malcolm. Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> Malcolm X? Mm-hmm. Is this like, okay, so Malcolm X, the opposite of Malcolm X might be, I mean, this isn't like a strict opposite, but like <laughs> you would say like Martin Luther King, right? Mm. So like uh-huh. Malcolm in the middle, Martin on the edge. Martin on the edge. Instantly when I said Martin, I thought of Martin Freeman. So this is going to be a British limited series or whatever about an office worker's midlife crisis. This is going to be just, you know. Office worker's m- midlife crisis. Sorry. Go on. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I've infected you with the sickness. It's been pretty bad lately. Martin on the edge is, yeah, just about mild-mannered Martin. He he goes by that, mm. MMM, mild-mannered Martin. He was kind of your typical office worker just you know working at the oxo tower or whatever where do british people work probably, <laughs> probably there i mean some of somebody's got to do it yeah he's just working at oxo tower you know pushing papers calibrating spreadsheets or whatever you do to a spreadsheet <laughs> spreadsheet recalibrating yeah he doesn't even like write anything he just like format like make sure like the width of each column is appropriate uh somebody's gotta do it exactly and he's the one until everything suddenly snaps for him a new over-the-air update of uh microsoft office comes out and it it really changes his workflow so badly that he suddenly realizes what's the point of all this and he's he's no longer just going to be his normal play by the rules self he's gonna live on the edge okay that's and yeah fun. each week it just gets kind of more and more intense like it, it's one of them you know british series that it's every season is like six episodes and each episode comes out like three years after the last one <laughs> um it's like a, a a rapid spiraling so the first episode he like purchases a motorbike and is like biking around London and it's you're like okay he's cool now he's like living dangerously and then at the very end of the episode he's biking through Leicester Square and he just like steals a woman's purse and like he's <laughs> riding off from then on it just gets more and more out of control he becomes more of a thief starts committing more crimes um, starts you know stealing people's phones and selling them on the black market oh and using that to buy drugs and yeah he just gets more and more on the edge it's kind of like British Breaking Bad okay so where do we end up by like the end of the series 
Like, how far does Martin go? I think at the end of the first series, he kills a man. Oh, shit. Um, and it, it spirals. It's We stole the office from them. They're pissed. They're taking Breaking Bad from us. Yeah, I mean, that is the way to get people to tune in for series two. We're like, you know, right at the end, leave it at that. It's going to be three series, three, okay. yeah, three series, and at the last one, it ends kind of in the middle, and people are always wanting a series four, but you never get it. But mm. yeah, at the end, he... he <laughs> He bombs London. He Jesus destroys the place. Christ, the whole thing. Yeah. Wow, that's on the edge indeed. I and mean, then like, right after that, there is a Christmas special. <laughs> How does he get away with everything he's done up until that point to be able to get that <laughs> that far? Uh, that's where you're going to have to watch and find out. Uh, he's living you know on what? the edge. Hey, it's fair. This has been week six of 2023 and Me, a mini podcast where I make an audio piece around about 10 minutes every week this year. 